This is part one of our four-part innovation discussion, during which we focus on defining innovation and its relationship to problem solving. Welcome to the PWC-KWHS webinar series for high school educators on business and financial responsibility. I'm Diana Drake, Managing Editor of Knowledge at Wharton High School, and today we are discussing innovation and the art of problem solving. Talk of innovation is everywhere in the business world. To be an innovator is to position yourself on the path to a successful life and career. We tell our high school students that they need to be more innovative, but do they truly understand what that means and how it is related to problem solving? Do they understand that innovation requires critical thinking to see something in an entirely new light and to possibly inspire real change? We'll discuss these and other ideas to help provide high school educators with a framework of understanding for innovation and to find ways to teach students to be innovative thinkers and problem solvers. We're excited to have two top experts in the field helping us to explore this important topic. Shaika Chowdhury is an adjunct associate professor of management and executive director of the Mac Institute for Innovation Management at the Wharton School. Rob Shelton is Global Innovation Strategy Lead at PwC and specializes in integrating innovation, new business models and new technologies, into an organization's strategy and operations to create growth. Thank you both for sharing your insights today about innovation and the art of problem solving. During our discussion, we'll also be addressing questions from high school educators around the country. Let's start with some innovation basics, both in terms of how it's defined and why it's valued in the workplace. First and foremost, what is innovation? Shaikat? Thank you uh, very much, Diane. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, innovation can be thought of in a variety of ways, um, but uh, one way to think about it is it's the translation of knowledge or an idea into something which has impact. Often we think about it as uh, perhaps financial impact, but it can also be a social impact. I want to distinguish it, though, from invention. Invention is the idea itself. When you combine it with a bit of entrepreneurship, you get some kind of impact, and that's the innovation. So you may think of, for example, um, an invention as a patent or the science. Uh, a technology may be its application, and the innovation will be what product you may develop out of it. Chaika, that's an excellent uh, description. And Diana, I've got a, uh, a sort of a shorter, briefer one that I think is entirely consistent with that, <clears throat> but useful because of its sort of terseness and easy to, easiness to grasp, which is innovation um, is the creation and delivery of value. <clears throat> Chaika called it impact, and I have no problem with that word, but something that is valued, it's a positive that is delivered. Uh, and innovation comes in, in, in different forms. Um, it, there's incremental innovation, small steps, improvements uh, to something that exists already, as well as breakthrough innovation, you know, those radical changes of the next new thing. Uh, and so when you think of innovation, often people think of one or the other. The truth is that innovations run a spectrum from, from the very small still valuable, but small improvements to the very large changes that we often see and think about. So that's the way we define innovation. I like that a lot, Rob, actually. And um, building on what you just said, um, we can also think of innovation as product innovation, process innovation, business model innovation, yes. all of which can be the more incremental or radical kind as well. 
Yeah, you know, you're right, and we're over-answering a single question, but it's important to get the basics down. Innovation is not just the technology. It's often a, a change to the process or a change of the way you do things. I, I, people forget that business model innovation, the way you deliver value, the way services are delivered and the types of services are just as important as the technology innovations that we read so much about. So, Diana, did that give you a good foundation for us to, to, to work with? Excellent, excellent foundation. So how is innovation at the heart of critical thinking and problem solving? Can you connect the dots there? Well, I think that it is at the heart of it. I mean, I, we constantly wrestle with how to better answer questions that have already been answered, you know, how to make a better mouse trap, um, how, to, how to deal with the challenges in our lives, uh, with social situations and governments and the like, and <clears throat> creating better answers is fine. But sometimes we have to also find entirely new ways to answer things. Uh, the world constantly presents us with new problems or problems that don't yield uh, themselves to, to solutions coming from the, from the standard approach. So, so it's both a case of um, critical thinking about what is as well as critical thinking and execution about what could be. I totally agree with that. Shaika, we're going to have to start finding things to disagree about. <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> I'm sure we will. That's good. Okay, so we'll move on to our, our first question from an educator. Martin Rayala, um, a teacher at Design Lab Schools in Wilmington, Delaware, wonders about the influence technological innovation will have on 21st century skills. We still think that people perform creativity, critical thinking, collaboration, and communication better than machines. But for how long, he wonders. I'll let you take that one, Rob, while I think about what to say. All right. Well, I, I think it's a, it's a provocative question. Um, and I think that, uh, it, you know, it, it, the idea that machines could step in and um, do better than us uh, is something that once upon a time was dismissed. But these days we are seeing that there are opportunities as computers play Jeopardy and, and other things um, and sometimes go solve problems. But the question asks, will machines um, outperform us? And, and um, the answer, I believe, is no, but I do believe that they will get much better at supporting our thinking. Uh, the, the, the analysis that have been done have to do with and machines work on patterns and on insights, uh, things that we overlook or, or um, haven't uh, yet un, uh, uncovered. Um, so I think that it'll be hard to replace people from the standpoint of um, uh, production of, of innovation or creation of things. But I do think that machines, neural networks, systems, computers, uh, will begin to uh, contribute in much larger ways than they ever have. So I'm looking for more of a symbiosis than a competition where one wins and takes dominance and the other loses. Shaikit, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually think that um, having machines which are able to take care of many tasks that need to be especially done as part of experimentation will allow people to spend more time doing the more creative activities. And to build on your points, Rob, I think that 
innovation requires, especially the breakthrough kind, many different inputs from many different places. You have to sense and observe different things, whether it's a market opportunity uh, in one case, a particular technology in another, a pain point in another way. And unless you can feed that into a machine very systematically, humans just have the ability to pick up on those things and, and combine them in particular ways, which machines will start getting better at but uh, I think we'll still be ahead and, and leverage these machines in order to um, help us get the output much faster and have the impact much faster. Good point. So, Rob, I'm going to direct this one at you. Why do companies value employees who can think and collaborate innovatively? And why is it so important to be innovative in today's business world? Well, let me start with the second question, because they're both good, but this, the, the second one <clears throat> gives me a, a situation I can talk about right now, which is <clears throat> we've just finished uh, talking to uh, over 1,500 executives worldwide in all <clears throat> kinds of 25 different countries um, and in um, a whole bunch of different business environments, uh, the technology, healthcare, uh, education, all kinds of things. And what we found was that innovation is is at the forefront of their thinking these days. It, it has become one of the most important issues, and in some places, the most important inside of companies. Um, in the past 10 or 15 years, there has primarily been a focus on operational efficiency and costs and, and doing things better. But now there's a focus on doing things in new and better ways. And industry business is extremely interested in finding not only the processes and the organization that will bring that about, um, but the people that are in those processes and organizations. So right now, for the first time in a long time, innovation is at the forefront of businesses thinking, and they're looking for people that are innovative inside and outside their company, and they're looking for ways to make their uh, innovative capabilities uh, uh, work in collaboration with others and to yield real results. So your question's quite good because I can honestly say that this is one of the biggest challenges to business today, and it's one that they're actively working on uh, in the Middle East and in Europe and Africa and Asia and the United States and Latin America. Everywhere you go, I can tell you this is the, one of the top issues for business. May I add something to that? Um, I agree with those points, and I think what's uh, what's interesting is that we, we're in a world where technological change is very rapid. Globalization is happening. Uh, competition is coming from multiple places. So in that kind of environment, unless you have a competitive edge in the form of coming up with new things, it's very hard for a firm to really create that value. And so you don't have much choice. And so you need to innovate to even survive. Uh, you're absolutely right. And I think that that's always been understood but for various reasons, maybe partially the, the tumult of the financial crisis and um, the, the status of world politics and financial conditions and economics, it's come to the forefront. It is a big issue. So in the world of you know, what do, we, what do we do better about education? I can tell you that helping people realize their full potential for innovation, helping folks understand um, the talents they have, how to use them, and importantly, how to collaborate with others in the innovation activities uh, is something that uh, we should be working on because business values this. Um, I believe that in the world of politics and uh, social change and government, it's also valued. 
Uh, And so I think that the time is right for a a better and and bigger focus on uh, growing our innovation potential. Okay, great. On to another question from our teacher network. Stan Huang of Agora Cyber Charter School in Wayne, Pennsylvania, asks about our collective understanding of innovation. In your experience, do you feel that adults, including educators, recognize that the scope and the depth of innovation in today's society? The answer I would give is no. Even though they're using innovation all the time, they may not realize they're doing so. Um, When you're sending a package using FedEx, when you're going to Walmart and expecting your goods to be delivered when you want them, when you're typing away on your iPad or your iPhone, um, when you're withdrawing money from the bank from an ATM machine, all of these are innovation in action. And and I think we can't... um, in any way appreciate perhaps because it's become so much part of it. That said, I think the importance, and that's why I like the question of raising awareness, is very critical because if you think about it, without innovation, it'll be really hard to solve the most pressing problems. So if you think about global warming, if you think about poverty alleviation, if you think about uh, education, um, all of these matters, if we extrapolate the existing ideas we have, they're not going to allow us to solve the sheer scale and magnitude of the problems we have uh, in the global society. But if we're able to come up with new ways of tackling them, perhaps interdisciplinary in nature, that will give us a shot to uh, create a more radical form of approach. Yeah, I agree entirely. And let me just add a little bit more, which is, uh, I agree, the answer is no, people don't recognize it. But I think part of that is because, as you said, it's, it's just all around us. It's like if you ask a fish, how's the water? They'd go, what's water? Because when you're in the midst of it all, you don't really appreciate that that is the medium you live in. But people do live in a world, the examples you gave are excellent, and and we could go on and on of innovations that have changed the way that we live. And if you go back in history, there's just a long uh, litany of things that have changed along the way. Uh, We are innovative creatures, and we constantly get better at it and and do more of it, Um, but, but we sometimes don't pay attention to what are the factors that, that encourage innovation, that, that allow it to succeed. And we need to pay more attention to those. So I think that people aren't aware of it, in part because it's everywhere. But the other part is that they really haven't had it drawn to their attention. I think it's time uh, for innovation to come to the forefront on a personal level um, and, and on a societal level as well. 